I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. It's your boy. It's okay. And we're out here. Rebel Radio. What's good? Fuck you, Josh. Yo, Casper Mattress is changing the mattress industry. They're not only making a better bed to help you get a good night's sleep, but they're also making it so you can just click to buy. You don't have to go to the showroom and deal with the shady salesman trying to hustle you and if you don't like it uh, you have 100 nights to try it out in your own home with free shipping and returns so it's it's a great mattress try it out join the mattress revolution i think i just coined that term it's a sleepy revolution but it's a revolution of well-rested people for a great night's sleep go to casper.com use the code radio that's just for listeners of rebel radio and you get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com, code radio. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of Rebel Radio is sponsored by LegalZoom. All my entrepreneurs out there, I hope you're using LegalZoom to run your business. It'll save you time and money and let you really focus on the core of running your business. LegalZoom is a smart way to start your business. You can incorporate, form an LLC, you get access to NDAs, lease agreements, all, all kind of tools. Basically anything you can think of, they probably have it on the site. Right now you get a three-month trial of QuickBooks online accounting software and a domain name for a year through web.com at no additional charge. Use LegalZoom's business legal plan. You get legal advice from your business, from independent attorneys licensed in 48 states, and since LegalZoom isn't a law firm, you just pay a low monthly fee instead of outrageous legal fees that some of those lawyers try to get you for. So save time and money running your business during National Small Business Month at LegalZoom.com today. Don't forget to enter Rebel in the referral box at checkout. LegalZoom.com. What's up, Rebels? Welcome back to Rebel Radio. My guest this week is A.J. Burtonshaw, the founder of Serato makers of Scratch Live and now Serato DJ and the brand new Pyro, which is a mobile app that turns your music into a playlist that sounds like it was mixed by a DJ. It's pretty cool. 
if you're into that sort of thing, I definitely recommend you check it out. We're going to have a great interview today with AJ. First of all, showing off his New Zealand accent, which I do not try to imitate. But uh, he's going to teach us some good lessons about how he used his passion for music and his skills for building technology to build a business that's really meaningful to him and has is, and is totally changed the game for millions of DJs around the world. I assume it's millions, could be hundreds. Um, he's got some good lessons about listening to, to customers, about uh, admitting when you're wrong, things we can all learn from, and a, a special extra bonus lesson about how to handle it when one of your key business partners turns into a competitor. So good stuff there uh, for the business heads, definitely good stuff for the music heads, and it should be a fun interview. Before we get into it, though, we're going to hear our EDM.com track of the week. Put a little bit of weed in the air. Cause it always feel better when you smoke a beretta with some cheese in a pair A fresh new jeans in a pair A fresh 13s and I swear niggas eat over here And dinner always tastes better with a little bit of cheddar So whatever or whenever I'm having my meal You can bet I got some cheese over there I ain't acting so this real life I'm just saying I ain't playing I'm just rapping what I feel like Not a game I slate any bar that I lay Beat the beat up like I hit it with a steel pipe Watch me heat up like a steel pipe In a project crib and that's the only heat where they live So you know them niggas real tight Like a cowboy team Seems like it's trying to kill our vibes and dreams Yet I'm here on my new thing Coming back from the land of the dead with a new swing And the crown sits heavy on the head But it's better than some less So prepare for the new king I can care less what you think I'm out here trying to put on And move that work fast Like I pitched it with my good arm Yeah, and get them crazy high All my niggas crazy fly And we gon' do it B.I.G. That's word to Biggie's lazy eye We live a crazy life That was the EDM.com track of the week That was Fam with Wants and Needs For more like that, check out EDM.com And check out Rebel Radio. You can subscribe on iTunes. Hit us on Twitter, at Rebel Radio Net. You can listen on Dash Radio every Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Hot Button channel. And now let's hear from A.J. Burtonshaw. Um, So, first of all, you know, for anybody who's not familiar with Serato, Hmm. um, I mean, you know, I kind of just understand it as the standard for DJ software, for, for Right. That, as far as I know, every DJ uses it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it certainly seems that way when you when you go to the clubs here. Yeah. 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 How big is Serato? Uh, well, as a company, we have 107 employees. Okay. Uh, they're all based in uh, Auckland, New Zealand, uh-huh. and uh, we have uh, other than the full-time employees, we also have a few people who contract to us. Interesting. Yeah. And how big, um, like. How, how big is the brand? Like what, I don't know if this is even, like what, do you know what percentage of DJs are using Serato? Uh, it's, that's, it's really hard to figure that out. I mean, the, you, you get the odd survey kind of thing right. now and again. And, yeah. um, you know, where the, the top three DJ software mm-hmm. is us, Native Instruments, mm-hmm. and um, Virtual DJ. Right. And uh, our software is, so in the survey, I don't remember the exact results, but in the survey I looked at last time, um, you know, our, ours was split between Scratch Live and Serato DJ because mm-hmm. it was a, a little while ago. Sure. And, um, you know, when you added those up two together, it was the biggest percentage. Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine. 
Yeah, and you know, um, the that was done by one of the DJ blogs. Mm -hmm. So uh, you know, it kind of depends on which audience you. Sure. talking to that kind yeah. of yeah yeah of course but you know from from my perspective and and you know part of why you know we like to have rebels on the show and i think <laughs> you know you and and serato have have definitely revolutionized the art and business of dj yeah um and you know that's a business that uh you know has been disrupted in many ways and, and you guys are a big part of that yeah, well, I mean, we were definitely rebellious at the uh, when we launched with Scratch Live. Yeah. Um, uh, if you're around, then you'll know that there was a big competition uh, from uh, a product called Final Scratch at mm -hmm. the time, and yeah. uh, that had the weight of Stanton behind it, which at the time was a pretty big name in DJ, yeah. right? And so they were spending millions of dollars on uh, promoting final scratch mm -hmm. and we'd had zero budget for uh, for for marketing so it That's was amazing it was uh it was all through word of mouth you yeah. know like we had some um pretty uh, strong evangelists yeah. like uh jazzy jeff was one of our original um yeah. like really vocal uh you know top tier djs who was spreading the word but you know like every time i meet uh uh, an old school DJ. They tell me about all the people that they brought in on course, into yeah. Scratch Life because yeah. it was it was really like that. It was a, it was a, you know, this is the cool new thing. This yeah. is, you know, and at the time, uh, a DJ, DJs were like allergic to laptops. Mm -hmm. Like the the idea mm -hmm. of even owning one for right. a lot of these guys was was pretty um, radical. So sure. uh, you uh, you had to get their trust, you know, um, yeah. and uh, that's what. That's kind of where Final Scratch um, uh, didn't measure up. You know, there, there was so many stories of it crashing at the wrong moment and that kind of thing. And yeah. so um, despite, you know, the, their marketing was good because it educated people on the concept of, mm -hmm. you know, digital DJing right. with vinyl. Right. But um, uh, uh, the forum that we created on our website, which is still alive today, mm -hmm. it's like, just such as a really busy mm -hmm. place for DJs to get in there and talk about everything. Yeah. And, uh, you've probably been on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, uh, but at the time that was how people were really kind of talking about it and exchanging ideas and that kind of thing. And, uh, one of the things that was really important to us at the beginning was just always being honest mm -hmm. with our customers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I still remember a time when I, I guess somebody like talked about a bug that they had found in the software on on the forum and yeah. you know it was like either myself or my uh, co-founder or like one of the developers somebody got on there and was like oh yeah we found that we're, we're working on it right now and you know we we're just honest about mm -hmm. the thing and there were like these comments saying what are you doing you can't do that people <laughs> software companies don't admit to their right, mistakes you, like, we, you know yeah. like they were kind of half sure. joking but half not and yeah. it was like well you know what um it it's true so yeah. Um, yeah. And you know that's that's continued uh, all the way through. Where it's super important to us to 
just be honest about what's going on, you know? So did you set out to disrupt DJing? Was that the, was that the plan or like where, where did the vision come well, from? I, I mean, you say you want to start at the beginning, right? Like DJing isn't actually the beginning of Serato. So if you go wind back even a few more years, we actually uh, started the company in 1998. Okay. And uh, our first product was based on a uh, very clever audio algorithm that my co-founder, Steve West, had uh, come up with in his spare time. Yeah. And uh, it's called Pitch and Time. Mm -hmm. And uh, that uh, is actually inside Serato DJ these days. It's right. something that you can use to change mm -hmm. the tempo of music without, you know, the pitch changing and without distorting it too much. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was something that um, the company was built on, that that algorithm. So it was only, you know, like, I think it was about 2004 that we released Scratch Live. So that's a few mm. years into our into wow. the company, right? Yeah. So um, it's everything that we have done has... Uh, always been something that's like a new thing mm -hmm. you know like so the the algorithm that we started the company on when we showed it to people they were like you know minds blown they were like wow you, yeah you i mean that's that a big possible. deal you and, can do that and, and then sampling yeah and, and yeah. so uh when you know we my uh partner and i steve we would experiment with lots of stuff i mean that's how we kind of met we met at university experimenting mm -hmm. we're, we're both software developers right and so we we met you know, experimenting with stuff and showing each other the coolest thing that we just was it all music coded. stuff? No, no. <laughs> Most of it was graphics stuff. Oh, really? You know, um, yeah. and uh, physics simulations. Like uh, yeah. he he had this uh, simulation of a mattress falling into a giant room. You know, and just weird <laughs> stuff. We were just like whatever uh -huh. kind of interested us, we would do it. Yeah. And uh, so that kind of thing happened. Um, you know, we had this great product that was out there. It was keeping us in overseas travel and mm -hmm. <laughs> you know keeping us off the streets but yeah. then you know we were experimenting with all these different things and one of these weekends i just went home and i was like i really i really want to be able to scratch that scratching sounds really interesting i've never had a turntable or owned a piece of vinyl so i was like really? okay well how am i going to do that so you guys um, weren't djs no no uh well he he did own a, he did own a pair of decks okay but he you know he never like really yeah. got into it Sure. And um, were you were you guys, were you into? Like, we're both these? huge, like hugely into music, yeah. and we you know we had uh, bands that we were in in high school and that kind of thing. What, so, what kind of band were you? Uh, <laughs> um, you know, like a <laughs> like an eighties keyboard band. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, like Pet Shop Boys kind yeah, of. Yeah. A, you know, like yeah, one of these. Sure. So um, I there, was. Are there, what are? Um, excuse my ignorance, but what, are there big New Zealand acts? Are there big New Zealand acts? Yeah. Well, Lord is a big New Zealand oh, okay. act. So cool. I mean, uh, she did pretty well over here, I yeah. hear. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's, you know, uh, New Zealand music gets gets over here a little uh -huh. bit now and then. But I mean, you should check it out. There's actually a pretty interesting scene going on there. And, yeah. Uh, uh, it's a little bit different 
to, you know, what you used to imagine. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it is thriving. We do have a music scene. Nice. Um, so what I would say about, um, you know, how we would experiment and just get into stuff. That that weekend, I went home and I wanted. I just wanted to scratch, and mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I just had, for no reason wanted to do that. Sure. And so, of course, I used the skills that I have, which is software. And I came. I was thinking, okay, well, if I, uh, if I just took the sound wave and I and I went backwards and forwards on it like like it was a needle on a record, I could probably simulate this. So then I, I wrote this thing in mm-hmm. like about four hours mm-hmm. and it had this giant wood panel turntable on the screen Yeah. and the and the record would turn and then you'd scratch it with the mouse. Okay. And I took it into work and we all played with it and it was sure. it was this cool thing. And we're like, oh, well, that's a, a cool toy. And, yeah. you know, we didn't really think much of it. And we thought, oh, we might be able to turn that into a product and we might be able to sell it for like 50 bucks or something. But, you mm-hmm. know, uh, it wasn't until... A few months later, we kind of had the idea of, well, if we attached a MP3 player to it and then made it so that you could actually control it with turntables, that would actually be a thing. So, yeah, Scratch Live was That's born. amazing. Yeah, it was just kind of, and it's funny because um, I had independently, you know, come up with that idea of the, you know, scratching inside software, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and my business partner Steve had actually, while he was at university advised somebody who was writing a paper on controlling things with vinyl records. Mm-hmm. So he'd already figured out the uh, way of getting turntables to hook into the software. And then I'd, without, you know, I never even knew that he'd been involved with that. And then I came up with this other thing about how to actually scratch it on the, cool. the software. And then uh, it turned out we'd both independently been thinking about the same thing for a while. Yeah. And so we thought, okay, well, let's do it. And yeah. Started hiring <laughs> more stuff. I think mm-hmm. we had four staff at the time including the two of us sure yeah that's how that's how it goes yeah that's amazing uh well that's way better than than uh my first turntable was um it was a jvc boombox that had a little door and the turntable slid out right it was a linear traffic tracking turntable and i and i got it because you know i i knew like i needed a turntable because i wanted to scratch Mm. and um but this is you know so my first turntable wasn't real; it was imaginary. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was that's amazing. <laughs> I had um, to build it, build it myself. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, well, I didn't know, so I'd heard scratching. Yeah. A, a couple times, like, and you know, but I'd never seen it. And uh, so I got, I put, I put the record on, and I, so I tried to scratch by moving the needle. Not the record. So I completely Sideways. ruined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. destroyed the needle. So I completely <laughs> destroyed the needle and the record. I still have the record with these with the line on terrible it. scratches. It was like a profile greatest hits. Oh. And um, and it, it wasn't until, you know, probably six months later, I went to a friend's house and he showed me, you know, I had turntables oh. and he showed me the thing. And, you know, I was like, I was captivated by it from, yeah. from day one. Check this out. You know we're excited to have Casper Mattress as a sponsor on Rebel Radio. I think the bed is really dope, super comfortable. And the more I'm learning about the company, I think they're dope too. They're they're revolutionizing the mattress industry. Instead of going to the showroom and having to deal with salespeople and all their, uh, their hustle, you can just go online and order a mattress. It comes to your house in a... Uh, they squish it down into like this tiny box so it's easy to carry, move around in your house or whatever, and um, and it's uh, super comfortable and, and it gets you a great night's sleep. They're winning 
all kind of awards. It was named one of the best inventions for last year by Time Magazine, and they're adding new products all the time, like now sheets and pillows. They have some crazy new pillow technology. I didn't even know there was pillow technology. I used to just sleep on a cardboard box, and now I'm, I'm just sleeping all the way through the night. They ship free, and uh, you can try it in your home for 100 nights. If you don't like it, they'll pick it up and give you a full refund. But you're probably going to like it. So for a guaranteed great night's sleep, choose the leader in the mattress revolution. That's real. Go to Casper.com, use the code RADIO, get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress just for listeners of Rebel Radio. That's Casper.com, use the code RADIO and get $50 off the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com, terms and conditions apply. Do you remember like the first time seeing a DJ or, or seeing someone or, you know, really kind of getting the f- it's it's weird because the the um the scene i wasn't like in that scene or anything and the scene in new zealand wasn't like you know what like what it would have sure. been here so the first time i really saw someone tearing it up mm-hmm. was when uh we took our little simulation to our very first nam show and had a little 10 foot by 10 foot booth in the uh in the arena mm-hmm. there and uh, we had this, and because we'd already done a Pro Tools plugin mm-hmm. that we, for pitching time, we just kind of made it as a Pro Tools plugin. I don't right. know if you do. You, did you know about no. Scratch Studio Edition? So no. that was the first thing we did was wow. uh, as a plugin. So it required Pro Tools hardware and like all of this stuff. So the turntables were plugged into like a <laughs> oh, Pro wow. Audio. Get, you know, it was, yeah, yeah, it was this, sure. this whole uh, clunky getup. Not very accessible. It, yeah, it wasn't what Scratch Live was, yeah. uh, but so that but this that was more like it was it, it was a product and we did sell it, but it was it was kind of like more the prototype mm-hmm. of the scratching side of um, the product because that had to be really really solid. It had to be so convincing that you couldn't tell it wasn't yeah. on the vinyl. Yeah, and so um, we were sitting there and uh, with our little booth, kind of showing off this this uh scratch plugin mm-hmm. and up walks a track and starts tearing it up No, didn't know him, yeah. and uh, you know he was pretty young. Uh, I mean, obviously uh, he was really young when he yeah. uh, he was like sixteen or something when he did the yeah, he DMC, and yeah. so this was probably only a couple of years after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he was still pretty young, right? Yeah. And he came up and scratched this thing, and then and um, the one that really surprised us was uh, DJ Swamp. Mm-hmm. He walks up and he's got his you know big uh metallica haircut right. and we were like, super surprised when yeah. he could uh, uh cut it up the way he could and so that was kind of my my first introduction to actually seeing it like in person and this was like super up close yeah because uh sure obviously these guys were like blown away by this right. this digital concept because the other the main part of the demo was you could pick up the microphone say something and then scratch what you just said uh-huh. people were like whoa that's yeah. crazy yeah that's crazy and then you know uh, we came back like a year later with 
uh, Scratch Live mm-hmm. at a NAMM show. And this time we had like a 20 foot by 20 foot right. booth. And we yeah. had, uh, you know, turn, two turntables and a mixer, uh-huh. the, which the mixer at the time was the Vestax, the Gold uh-huh. 05. Sure. Yeah, that's what we had. And uh, and that was, um, and then we uh, we were just showing it to people. We, you know, we had built the hardware ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, the first SL box. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, we had talked to a couple of companies about, making the hardware for us and yeah we uh that's where we met rain mm-hmm. and struck a deal yeah and that was the beginning nice yeah is it um you know you, you make it sound like you're just kind of like playing around with different ideas <laughs> and you know and now here we are right yeah uh was there a was there a moment when you realized that you really had something Um, I think, uh, when someone who, uh, so when I, um, we, we did this, uh, like a vinyl battle mm-hmm. called, uh, uh, vinyl combat mm-hmm. and we went around these different cities and that was when I first met, uh, the magnificent Jammy, Jazzy Jeff. And, um, you know, he's someone I grew up watching on TV sure. and, uh, and, uh, when, when he was saying, yeah, yeah, this is all I use now. I don't even carry real records. I, and I've got, I got two laptops instead. Yeah. And, and I was, and I realized, you know, and he was telling me about all the different people he'd been selling it to and all this kind of thing. And it was just as it was about to, to take off, you know, mm-hmm. like we, uh, you know, we, we sold a sort of a steady amount for the first year and then all of a sudden it went 10 times that and started taking off yeah and yeah it was about then i was like okay this is <laughs> this is big this yeah. is uh changing people's lives how, how many years was that into the product into so after you released scratch live like that was one year and that was the second yeah, year. yeah 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 i mean we knew it was good the thing yeah. is uh we knew it was a good product we knew that it was uh well made and mm-hmm. all of that kind of thing and that, that's you know one of our things i said you know being honest yeah is one thing but uh, like just having things um, not perfect but mm-hmm. excellent mm-hmm. you know that's kind of really important to us it has yeah. to be excellent and so um, that was we knew it was good and it was uh, it was just good to see that that get rewarded you know mm-hmm. like um, and so we, we're very strong believers in you know if you build it they will come yeah. <laughs> as they say yeah yeah. yeah, and it's also, you know, it seems like it, there's an evolution, right, that, um, you know, technology has kind of worked its way into music, feels like, in, in steps, mm. right? Because there's always that, uh, I don't know if backlash is the right word, but there's... Resistance? Yeah. Yeah, and um, there was definitely a lot of resistance to even just the concept of digital DJing sure. at the beginning. And I think that resistance isn't there so much now uh, I think people get it and yeah. it's uh, there's still plenty of uh, people out there who, who are purists in mm-hmm. the you know like or traditionalists I guess in the sense and you know still spin vinyl still carry vinyl do all of that kind of thing and that's mm-hmm. you know that's I think that's kind of a, a one type of artist you know and um, 
the those one the ones who've embraced technology they're not better or anything than the ones who don't mm -hmm. it, you know it's just a different approach to the art sure. and you know uh every type of artist has um their preferred set of tools mm -hmm. you know yeah there's uh, people still port, uh, paint portraits and cameras have been around for a very long time yeah of course right and yeah. uh, it's it's that if that's this the type of artist that you are then that's those are the tools that you carry mm -hmm. so yeah i mean it's funny i you know i've i've been i've sat through a lot of those debates as i'm sure you have um although i have no yeah. skin in it either way <laughs> so you know yeah well um, so i mean uh i i'm I'm a big believer in technology um, democratizing, you know, the whole um, access to creative tools. Yeah. So, um, uh, I I totally I get both sides. I I get the side of the people who worked their butt off and saved every cent mm -hmm. to buy vinyl and you know all of the stuff that you had to go through mm -hmm. at the beginning to get good to 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 even be able to do anything yeah uh you know everyone had to work that hard to get there mm -hmm. and so what technology does is it uh makes it that much easier which means that many more people can do it right and so you know on the one hand you can argue oh well then you get a lot more junk you know mm -hmm. you get a lot more uh people who don't have the skills who 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 are just in there because they can mm -hmm. but at the same time i think um amongst all of that there is still the amazing artists who are very good who maybe wouldn't have had the opportunity right. if the technology wasn't there sure and i think it's worth it you know like you look at youtube you look at everything you know social media everything nowadays it, we have got so much access to everybody now mm -hmm. that it becomes really clear that there's a lot of people with not much to say who are getting out there and saying it right, right. and so but amongst all of that a few really talented people sort of still rise out and mm -hmm. i think the the way that technology makes um more people able to you know attempt means that that many more great artists will appear sure and it's still going to be a small percentage of the population yeah of course absolutely so do you see people kind of advancing the craft i mean i think when we when we think of the best djs you know in the world or of all time or whatever mm. right we think of jazzy jeff and a track and cubert and you know guys who started when without the technology yeah um is that a uh you know is that just a function of age or is there something about like doing it the hard way that gets you to that point even though all those guys use the technology now yeah right and and you know i always like to me you know scratch is such a win because um if for no other reason then you don't have to carry crates right because i can't you know there's no dj who's ever enjoyed mm. lugging those things around right and yeah. obviously you guys you enable so much more than that but that alone Mm. is a game changer right totally uh for guys that are lugging 70 pounds of records 100 pounds of records around yeah and i mean obviously that's like old news now so yeah. i mean no, of course people aren't doing that right because because why know, would you why would you and <laughs> and you know when we first started the thing i would say to people uh is 
this is great for your vinyl because you can stop scratching it. You can stop, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. wearing it out. You can right. put it on a shelf. You can, you know, uh, you can digitize all your vinyl and protect it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I had someone, I remember say, well, what do you say to people who say you're, you know, killing vinyl? And I said, well, we're not killing vinyl. You know, we're, we're saving the turntable. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, at the time, if you remember, there was, it was when uh, people were shifting towards CDJs because it was just too inconvenient right. to carry that yeah. much vinyl. Absolutely. And um, so a bunch of people had already made the switch to CD and they were probably the last ones to switch to Scratch Live right. because they'd already made they a switch. They didn't have the need <laughs> it was like, uh, Yeah, yeah but they, they just would, invested well, the Well, then they were carrying these, these, these right. Bibles of, of CDs, which... You know. I always had a, like, there's just nothing that looks cool about that. <laughs> no. Like whipping out a CD. <laughs> I know I have friends that still, you know, they DJs. It's just not cool. Mm. Yeah. A bunch of CDs with, you know, Sharpie on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's plastic little sleeves. It was, yeah, it wasn't. And vinyl has always been way cooler. Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, uh, so yeah, so we had people skip over the CD wallet stage. Yeah. Who, the ones who held onto vinyl. Mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. a bit longer and just didn't like the idea of cd they got to yeah go straight from vinyl to vinyl so back to the question though do, yeah. you know do you need to go through that like look i yeah i i think that um you know it's been said many times uh to become a great artist you know takes ten thousand hours mm -hmm. and that's that's still the case it doesn't matter how much technology you have yeah um uh Mastering a skill mm -hmm. takes time. It takes dedication, and um, the fact that you can get somewhere with technology, like it'll carry you some distance, and you right. get into it, you can do something adequate, uh, doesn't change the fact that to actually be a master, you still have to spend the time, mm -hmm. and you can do it with the technology. You can do it without the technology. Yeah, you know, um, uh, you just. I, I believe that the technology just gives you. Um, more things that you can do, and that was, you know, the 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 really great artists that I respected. That was kind of their view mm -hmm. on um, the on the on what how on the technology. Sure. You know, like this just let you know. Uh, Am was famous for saying, "This gives me my my third arm that I've always wanted. This mm -hmm. this lets me, um, you know, play even more songs." Because he was he was like. The pioneer of that uh, that whole open format. Yeah, like I'm sure. going to play 20 different genres back Absolutely. to back, and you're going to, you know, you're not going to be able to even follow what I'm doing. And so uh, he was able to do that even more with Scratch Live mm -hmm. than with vinyl. So he was like, I love it. I'm in. You yeah. Know? And uh, A-Track's the same, like, uh, we actually lost A-Track to Tractor for a couple of years. Oh, really? Because um, uh, <coughs> they had sync and we had been, you know, resisting adding sync into the software because, you know, there was this vocal crowd of, uh, you know, 
traditional turntablists saying right. sinks for pussies we don't you know so we'd kind mm -hmm. of we tried to so we resisted it for a long time and then we uh we eventually we realized that there were these top tier artists saying hey um i know that i can mix two records together i don't need to prove right. it every five minutes of my life yeah you know sync is good i'm yeah. gonna use sync when you have it i'll come back and so nice. you know we implemented it and he came straight back it was uh you know it was it was it was good to kind of get that perspective on you know not everybody thinks that you know technology is cheating mm -hmm. it's sure you know uh when you've when you've beat matched you know hundreds of thousands of songs together right why do you need to do that every single time and you know for some people it's uh you know once you've done it that many times obviously it's like it's like second nature and it's natural but sure you, but you also don't need to keep proving that you can do it right yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah so what about um I mean, you, you kind of mentioned it with sync, but, you know, what are some, some setbacks along the way? Like what, you know, you, you talked a little bit about the resistance. Um, not everyone was ready to embrace technology. Mm. Right? Um, but, you know, what have been some, some pitfalls that you've had to overcome? Well, um, a lot of our customer base is very traditional mm -hmm. and um a lot of them do embrace change and they want you know they want to try the new that latest thing but then uh, other ones question whenever you change something or you add something or you make it different and so sure. you know one of the questions i saw somebody tweet in to <laughs> your uh, twitter channel there was uh you know why did you get rid of scratch live big mistake something right. like that right so yeah. i mean uh, there's this kind of perception among some of our uh, long time customers yeah. that uh, Serato DJ is something different mm -hmm. to Scratch Live and you know it's new and it's different and it's not what they want and all that mm -hmm. kind of thing but um, the you know the ones that have made the switch and seen all the things you can do inside Serato DJ uh, it's always been really positive you know mm -hmm. um, uh, it's super stable uh, like Serato DJ has uh, it and it's based on Scratch Live, so yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that you know I find interesting about about you guys is that um, you know you're so close to your customers. Yeah. Did you? Um, how how'd you know to do that? Uh, it seems obvious. It's like it does, but but you know, not everyone does that. Well, uh, I mean, if you think about it this way. Uh, my business partner and I finished college and then started a company together. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't really learn business or, you yeah. know, do, we just kind of did things by instinct sure. and, um, being honest and being, uh, listening to what our customers have to say is just seems like good business practice, you know? Mm -hmm. And it sometimes that's difficult because sometimes you have, um, uh, a vocal minority saying one thing, yeah, and you know the the uh, a fairly quiet majority saying, well, I don't, we don't, we don't really okay. want that, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so you always have to balance um, uh, things like new features with um, feature requests, you mm -hmm. know, like because mm -hmm. you you want to keep surprising people and keep keep uh, showing them something new that they hadn't thought of before, and, yeah, and uh, but at the same time you 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 also want to listen and uh, do what people want yeah 
So, you know, it's interesting. You, you know, you kind of learn, you learn the business along the way. Yeah. And running a hundred plus person company is, you know, I can imagine not easy. It's pretty different to how it was. Yeah, for sure. When it was full. <laughs> for sure. So, um, how have you done that? Are there, are there mentors that have helped you or are you just, you know, did you go get an MBA somewhere in your spare time? Or like, how'd you, how'd you, how have yeah, you learned? I mean, one of the things that we did, um, so there, the company, uh, is actually a, f it's a family business. It's owned by four people, mm -hmm. myself and Steve and my father and Steve's mom. Mm. And, um, so, you know, they were there in the, in the background, yeah. like giving us advice. My dad had, had run <coughs> companies before she's, uh, uh, chartered accountant. So mm. that side of it, you, you gotta get your finances, right. If, sure. If you got your finances, right. That's like the first yeah. step. Well, if right? you don't have them, right, if you don't have them right, you're, yeah. you're screwed. Um, and, but a few years in what we, uh, when we started getting a little bit bigger, what we realized is we needed a board. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we got in, uh, one more external person. Mm -hmm. And right now, uh, the board has got three external people who, uh, are like professional board Kay. members, if you like. And, yeah. you know, so that, uh, we meet once a quarter to mm -hmm. look at what's happened and, and, uh, we get advice from those guys and that's probably the mentoring that we've had mm -hmm. other than that we've yeah playing it by ear has always been our way yeah and uh um i think people always have an idea of what the right thing to do is and so it's just being willing to do the right thing is, you can pretty much weather most sure. storms yeah yeah um okay can you think of when that's been tested uh tested hmm Well, I guess an amusing example was um, we produced a whole bunch of vinyl with a giant 240-point spelling error on it, you know, um, and uh, it wasn't obvious when you first glanced at it. It was the word official. Uh -huh. It was written official. Oh, wow. And um, uh, the, should, should we just, like, not say anything and maybe no one will notice? Or, uh -huh. we, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make an announcement put it on sale, yeah. you know, you can sell it for half price or something. And then, and, uh, uh, so we did that and, uh, it was funny. There was a couple of articles written about us, like, uh, um, like what a cool thing mm -hmm. to do. Yeah, and, sure. uh, you know, like this is why Serato, yeah. you know, uh, this is why people trust and love Serato because we do stuff like that. We admit when we goof mm -hmm. and, uh, move on. Yeah. I mean, uh, what companies have such a hard time with it i mean i guess humans we have yeah. a hard time with that but uh, yeah we do but especially when you put a you know llc at the end or something yeah. like that well, well i guess uh, an even more recent example it was kind of unfold still unfolding at the moment was uh we we recently um uh to make serato dj more future proof uh we had to replace our graphical user interface code mm -hmm. And that code has been there since the version one of Scratch Live. So it is old stuff. And it was relying on some Apple libraries, which have been deprecated mm -hmm. for many years now. Mm -hmm. And deprecated means it's still there and it might keep working, but 
any moment we might take it out and it w- it'll stop working. Yeah. So that's been something that's that's been you know uh, risking our future for a while. So we spent probably two years rewriting all of the graphical code, and as we were coming up to version 1.8, you know the deadline was 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 really close, and we mm. had um, um, you know a, that Pioneer hardware that we had you know we had to time it with that to come out with that thing, and so. Yeah. We're, we were down to the wire on some of these graphical elements. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones uh, was, uh, we call it the tempo match display. Some people call it the icicles. It's like this thing that's been there since mm-hmm. version one of Scratch Live. And it helps you kind of align the tempos of, of two pieces of music, no matter how wavering the tempo is or no matter, no matter what it is. If, yeah. uh, you can visually see the beats and mm-hmm. get the tempos right. And... Um, you know, we use it. We asked a bunch of users, and uh, people were like, "I don't even know what it does." And you know, so our our, us, our user experience team said, "It's not going to be missed. People don't even know what it is. Yeah. Uh, nobody uses it anymore anyway." So we didn't um, implement it in the new GUI, mm-hmm. and so 1.8 came out, and this thing was missing, and uh, people were not happy. Really? There was, uh, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. A, like a forum thread where people were like what the hell did you do Uh you know all that so um that's funny you know we had to kind of we had a few meetings about it we're like okay how many people is this affecting are they you know what's going on yeah we had to uh so we monitored the situation we're like okay well maybe we put it back in and so we had to work out you know how much uh resource we'd have to put into that kind of thing Mm -hmm. so yeah anyway we we ended up making the decision uh uh of doing it because uh one of our um key sort of strategy uh statements at the moment is listen to our customers mm-hmm. so it's like okay people people want it they're pretty upset about it being gone so yeah putting it and it wasn't a matter of we took it out we just didn't build it for just the look, new right. gui yeah. and uh so we uh we put it in into the roadmap and mm-hmm. it'll, it'll it'll be back in and cool in a future version pretty soon yeah so how do you um you know you you have a strategy statement. You have a, you know, some partners with a set of beliefs. Um, then you got a hundred people yeah. to hire, and to get them to sort of behave within those parameters. Um, what what have you learned about hiring people and building teams? Yeah, um, who you hire is is really important, and um, we're fortunate that. Uh, We've got a really great culture at Serato, and um, we've got kind of this reputation of being like a cool place to work. And so um, we get people coming to us. Sure. And uh, you know, we uh, we do stuff with the local university and their computer science department and mm-hmm. that kind of thing to kind of keep our keep awareness up that there's this place you can go <laughs> once you finish your degree. Yeah. And um, so. Uh, we interview people and then we give them a test. So I'm talking about developers right now. Mm-hmm. And they take this this piece of homework home and they do the test and they come back. And sometimes someone interviews really well and then they really flunk out on they the test. The test yeah. And it's like, well, we actually... What's the test? Is is like develop? Yeah, like it's a it's a real-life program, like programming problem yeah. that they have to... So- a problem that we've had to solve in the past mm. for our software. So it's, a, it's an actual real-life yeah. thing. But you guys have worked it out. Uh, well, that's the thing is it's always interesting to see different ways of approaching it. So, sure. um, you know, like uh, if someone in their interview test uh, solves it way better than what we've been solving it, then, uh-huh. 
yeah we'd, we would definitely use it yeah um and it, it's not the it's not the getting the right answer it's seeing how they approach it True. and so um you know we look and see what they how they came mm-hmm. how they approached the problem and what they did to solve it yeah and even, you think if, even if they don't solve it it's right. it you know if if they took the right approach it's like or it took a good approach so if they can't solve it are, are they still yeah yeah for i mean it's you would it, still hire them in, in some ways there's no right answer to okay. that problem and um there's there's no like correct solution so yeah. it's 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 all about seeing how they approach it and you know um It's really important to us that people believe in what we're doing, and um, right. that we're very fortunate that that's what you know the team is all pretty passionate about. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. So uh, uh, be, beyond developers, you know, how do you how do you do that with your support people and your marketing people and your? Well, um, it's it's pretty organic at, at Serato. We don't have like uh, you know team building exercises and you know, uh, right. rah-rah sessions and all that kind of thing. We yeah. just, you know, we uh, uh, we give our managers the autonomy to kind of manage that however they'd like to. Mm-hmm. And so we don't, uh, I mean, there's, you know, there's a there's an org chart, but, you know, there's, it's not a real sense of hierarchy there. We try right. and keep it as flat as possible. Yeah. And I... <coughs> regularly go in front of the staff and encourage them to you know if you if you if you have a problem and just you know go as high up as you want to mm-hmm. you know you, my office is open come talk to me if you think yeah. there's something that we're not doing and i uh every week i send out a like a a probing question on you know some aspect of our business and and uh read the read all the answers and people uh they're, nice. they're made public and so yeah you know uh, it's it's like uh, what's it like? Can you think of a question? Oh, I mean, you know, like it's something as simple as did you get four hours of uninterrupted time last mm. week to do your work, yeah. or you know, do we have too many meetings, or you know, questions cool. like that. And uh, you know, uh, everyone says yes or no, and then their comments, and mm-hmm. and uh, it's that's it's, great. It's a way to kind of like try and uh, keep on top of you know what sure. people are thinking, and you know, some uh, and it's a culture where people are encouraged to dissent if mm-hmm. if they don't agree mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's important absolutely yo Casper Mattress is changing the mattress industry they're not only making a better bed to help you get a good night's sleep but they're also making it so you can just click to buy you don't have to go to the showroom and deal with the shady salesman trying to hustle you and if you don't like it Uh, You have 100 nights to try it out in your own home with free shipping and returns. So it's it's a great mattress. Try it out. Join the mattress revolution. I think I just coined that term. It's a sleepy revolution. But it's a revolution of well-rested people. For a great night's sleep, go to Casper.com. Use the code RADIO. That's just for listeners of Rebel Radio. And you get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Casper.com, code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Let's talk about Pyro. I'm, I'm curious, um, you know, where the idea came from. It, it seems when you showed it to me, like uh, almost counterintuitive right. for a company that makes DJ equipment, sure, um, DJ tools to 
to put this out. So, so just, you know, tell us what it is and, and how the idea came about. Yeah. So, um, being part of a culture where, you know, DJ mixed music is like the norm. And this is how, you know, whenever I go out, whenever we have a party, whenever, you know, sure. music is always just mixed that way. Yeah. It's, it seems weird to then go home listen to music on your iPod or your iPhone or whatever and it's not done that way yeah. like you you can you can download mixes right. and but what about choosing your own songs and just listening to them mixed together the way that you yeah you know would normally if you were out hear that and uh so um the the fact that the app mixes songs together is kind of only part of the equation like the real thing of the app is um the way that you put the songs together that are kind of coming up next, you know? Okay. And um, so the problem that... So so explain, so folks haven't seen Pyro, obviously, so... Yeah, well, I Give mean, us the... Sure. What's the pitch? So <laughs> the pitch is um, uh, creating playlists for 99% of the population is a pain in the butt and they don't want to do it. Yeah. And so, you know, you've got 20 friends coming over and you need to put some music on uh, you've probably got some playlists already or you just put it on shuffle or, you know, there's mm -hmm. there's a bunch of things that people do, but none of them, uh, they all have a uh, couple of holes in the logic. One of them is if you have, let's say you do have a playlist, which has got all the songs on you want to listen to, and then somebody wants to listen to a different song that's not on that playlist, right. then you are screwed because then you have to get out of that playlist, out. play that song, right. and then if you go back to that playlist it's forgotten where you were and sure. you know shuffle has got the feature of right. it doesn't repeat the songs it doesn't mm -hmm. just go randomly it remembers but not if you leave the playlist right and so um uh pyro has a different approach where you are basically all the time you're creating play a playlist you're creating a an on-the-fly playlist mm -hmm. and you can draw from playlists that you have you can draw from um uh, your Spotify playlists, you can draw from, uh, you can do searches, you can do all those things. Mm -hmm. And every time you add music, it's just adding to that list. And that happens while you're playing. So um, searching for music on most apps um, breaks you out of right. what you're doing. Yeah. Whereas this is designed so that there's the player and it's just going through your songs, playing them in order um, and keeping the, the music going. Mm -hmm. And then you can be searching for um you know, it's it's kind of like that 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 digging while your tracks mm -hmm. are playing. Except mm -hmm. it, it's kind of like if you were the the digger and someone else was doing the mixing, and right. you were just handing the records over. So you you get that that continuous flow. And the yeah. idea of it is that you can be as hands on or as hands off as you like. You can you can choose every single song that's going to come up, and you can choose the order, or you can hit. Uh, the mix-up button, which kind of shuffles them for you, but then shuffles them into an order where the the tempos uh, have a, a nice progression and the for better mixing. Or you can choose like two songs, and then let Pyro choose the rest. Mm -hmm. And it'll it'll um, especially if if you if you're hooked into Spotify, it'll mm -hmm. use the Echonest engine, which you know is very mature now, and it's it's very good at finding sure. tracks that go with the tracks you've already selected. So. Yeah. Um, the whole idea of it is the, you know, the party never stops. You you push play and the music is continuous, it's smooth, it's seamless, and it doesn't stop until you tell it to. Yeah. And um, so the fact that it does the, the it analyzes all the, the beats in a song and then 
beat matches mm -hmm. so that when you go from one track to the next it's like a nice smooth eight bar crossfade mm -hmm. um that's like like a bonus feature in my mind it's it's the how how easy it is to put to put together a playlist in mm -hmm. in a few seconds yeah. that's the 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 main strength of it so where did the idea come from um it actually came from uh being annoyed um at having to create playlists every time we had a every, every time we had a dinner party or a um or a party my wife would say okay can you make a playlist for tonight and I was yeah. like, oh. and, and the funny the, the thing i noticed was that you um it doesn't feel fun to create a playlist ahead of time because you don't know what mood you're going to be in. But then as soon as people start turning up, you know exactly what you want to play. Sure. But it's too late. You know, some of that is, um, you know, it's, it's knowing what song to play at what moment and what song follows the previous song. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and, and how all that works. And I think, you know, it sounds like Pyro kind of really gets to the heart of that. Yeah, well, it cuts out the... Um, the requirement to of having to do any of anything else other than concentrate on what's coming up next right. and that's the question that you're yeah. you know constantly answering in the in the app and so it it's it's a selectors app you know it's there to right. um, automate the rest of the sure. you know the playing of the music while you concentrate on what what am i going to play so why is it a good idea Hmm. And it's not going to cannibalize Serrano's business. Well, um, it's a good idea because I think it's something that needed to happen. Um, I think it's that free, right? It is free. Okay. Yeah. Um, here's what I think about it. Um, I, I did have one person come up to me and say, "What are you doing? You know, this is going to put DJs out of business." And uh, I, in some ways, uh, I think Pyro raises the bar a little bit mm -hmm. for DJing because if you if you can't mix at least as good as you know an algorithm then you you should just use pyro yeah <laughs> you know for, yeah. for your listening experience but you know having said that pyro is a listening experience it's not a, it's not a dj app it's not mm. designed for going and standing in front of a crowd of people and you know playing music i'm, I'm sure some people may do that <laughs> with pyro sure uh but yeah, i mean you can envision that you know some sh shitty burger joint they just plug an iphone in and sure yeah you know and 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 uh uh you know when i showed it to jazzy jeff last year uh, his comment was this is great this anyway you know there's a couple of really good djs at the table at the mm -hmm. time and he said you know what this is going to keep us in business for years to come and uh you know can, kind of a counterintuitive way of looking at it and He's 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 got a very creative mind. Sure. What he said was, well, this is going to raise the bar, uh, raise people's expectations on how they listen to music. Yeah. Because right now, if you're at home, you don't expect to hear something mixed well. You just hear right. you know disjointed music. Mm -hmm. But once people get used to hearing things like pyro, they won't want to hear it any other way. Was mm -hmm. his point. So, DJs are always going to be needed. Sure. And and the way I see it is, um, pyro isn't a replacement for a DJ. Anyone who thinks that pyro is replacing a DJ really doesn't understand what it is the DJs do, mm -hmm. because there's so much more to DJing than the mechanical mixing of two songs. Right. And and you know already DJs don't have to know how to do that mm -hmm. because sync. Yeah. You know. So uh, the fact that um, we've 
kind of hidden all of the complexity of what it takes to mix two songs together underneath a nice smooth slick interface mm-hmm. just means that um you know people who don't know how to dj don't want to know how to dj but love to listen to music that's mixed right can have that experience at home mm-hmm. it's like no different to um you know like you know the do you have an espresso no but i'm familiar you're, with you're it, familiar yeah. with them right so i actually have a hand thing that i yeah. i'm a pain in the ass like <laughs> yeah. yeah well but. i i you know uh you don't see you don't you don't see uh baristas saying right. oh my god i'm gonna lose my job because nespresso right. it's it's like no if anything it's the other way right it's, it raised the yeah. it raised people's expectation of coffee you know yeah. it's a good product you get you can actually have espresso at home now because it's you know like mm-hmm. foil sealed blah, blah, blah. it's like easy you, you can't screw it up mm-hmm. you get a nice espresso it's not you know, sure. the same as going to a cafe and getting a an artist right. to mix it for you. Love it. <laughs> I love it too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, uh, but it's free. Yeah. So how does that... How does help? that work for us? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, one of the things it does is it puts Serato in front of a whole new audience, you know, okay. like people who love music uh, but don't have any, you know, affiliation with uh, the DJ world. Yeah. Um, you know, so we we get our get ourselves out there a little bit more, but um, uh, eventually what we will do is we will release uh, some like more advanced features mm-hmm. that you would pay for mm-hmm. um, to to you know let the app do more. Sure. And so um, those are probably planned for is it's it like probably a at least a year. <laughs> a train wreck feature just to make it sound real. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think uh, you know that. Probably, probably about a year away before you start seeing yeah. some of those uh, paid-for features. But one of the things, we've got a big list of them, and we, we're, we're going to prioritize them kind of based on people's feedback. You mm-hmm. know? I think we're going to have people saying, hey, I want to be, be able to collaborate better with my friends. You know, right. I want to be able to have sure. three people all contributing to the same playlist simultaneously yeah. or whatever. And so then you know, we will create that as a feature, like a jukebox, that kind of thing. So how do you preserve that? Because um, like I say, you know, you've built a really tight community you know, with, with forums, with, you know, I know you spend time, you know, with DJs in person and, um, you know, as you move into a consumer product, mm. how does that change the equation? Well, uh, this is our first consumer product. So I, yeah, my first answer is I don't know how it's going to change things. Okay. But, um, uh, you know, I, I think that we have guiding principles that, pretty much so far have kept us out of trouble <laughs> and so as long as we keep being good to our customers and honest and you know yeah. uh, doing the right thing I think that uh, we'll find our way mm-hmm. in the new because the consumer world is completely different yeah. you know it's uh, it's not the same as uh, the the pro level which sure. is where we've been dealing for the for the whole history of the company yeah sure yeah absolutely um, so I know uh you know, you're you're involved in the DJ AM movie. I know you were mm-hmm. close with him, um, and you know we've talked about some of the other DJs. What is the? How important are the the rock star DJs or the or the influencers? They're super important. I mean, you can't like forget about everybody else, but um, people look up to the the rock stars. Yeah. You know. And um, we, 
we try to have a relationship with those guys not because you know they're famous or whatever but because they are they are the masters of the craft mm -hmm. and uh if if uh they have a an opinion about you know what the product needs to be able to do yeah then that's something that we would <coughs> listen to and uh you know if um if those guys stopped using it you know other people would start to question well okay well maybe they maybe they're onto something here sure what are they using now right you know what i mean and that's yeah. and that's how it works people people um listen to people who they respect and uh uh they said so that those guys are important to us how how much is there um are there regional differences so you you, you have this global brand yeah right that not only has to speak to people in different languages and cultures but also you know i mean you know there's different styles of djing that presumably have different needs right yeah you know the the scratch dj versus the house dj or the wedding dj right like they all yeah have, so there's a well there there is a quite a bit of regional difference so um uh the the market in the u.s is very different to the market in europe mm. and uh we've always done very very well in the u.s and you know our our history of uh, catering to the hip hop and the scratch DJ mm -hmm. um, has often meant that, uh, particularly in Europe, pe people look at our product and think that it's it's not for them. Right. You know, yeah. oh, I don't scratch, so right. blah blah blah. But um, that was part of the uh, evolution to from Scratch Live to Serata DJ was to yeah. change that perception so that people realize, oh, actually, this is great for all formats of music. It's not just for hip hop and mm -hmm. it's just it's great for that but it's also you know good for uh dance music or you know um minimalist techno or <laughs> sure. whatever it is you might want to play yeah. and um so uh growing in Europe has been more difficult than it was in uh the US and yeah. that's also to do with you know the competition has had longer to um, yeah, establish themselves but mm -hmm. you know we we're pretty happy with uh, our penetration now in Europe and uh, you know the US is still super strong for us yeah. and um, yeah there's a the, le, we did a trip to Europe to kind of figure out well, what is it that Euro DJs want mm -hmm. and uh, we um, asked a bunch of people and we observed and we went to clubs and we did all this stuff and then we uh, we went home and we created a plan and we uh, catered some of our features towards that type of DJ. So how much of that was actual product differences versus the messaging and the, the marketing and the way that it was presented? Yeah, um, it was probably more the messaging mm -hmm. than the actual. So we, we did come back with some features and we, yeah. we implemented those things and we, we <clears throat> you know, but I would say, um, you know, three quarters of the of the job was actually the messaging side of things. So that's that's always difficult as well. Uh, Europe is, is so many, is a bunch of different languages. And so mm -hmm. one of the things we did was we translated Serato DJ into six languages. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, you can use it in French, German, Italian, et cetera. And um, uh, so that's helped. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So um, you're almost 20 years in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's been the greatest, you know, what's been the most, personally fulfilling part of this uh it's actually pyro yeah um so the first thing we did was uh 
Pigeon Home, and that was pretty much all Steve. Mm-hmm. You know, he he uh, invented that, and mm-hmm. I, I helped build the you know the software around it. But that yeah. algorithm was you know straight out of his brain. And uh, Scratch Live was something we, like I said, came up with together. And then Pyro was was my baby. So mm-hmm. um, seeing that uh, mature into something that uh, is now yeah. available and uh, people are loving has uh, been very personally satisfying. Nice. What's been the toughest day? The toughest day? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, what would be the toughest day? Uh, there have been some tough days recently with the, the El Capitan mm. and just the, the, you know, the the negative stuff that's been coming at us and, you know, we, we can't do anything about it. Sure. You know, it's, it's tough. And then, uh, you know, it was it was tough finding out that uh, the Pioneer decided to go into competition with us, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, they had their reasons and, and uh, we were like, uh, we're, you know, we were sad about the, the change in the relationship, but uh, at the end of the day, we get to carry on and keep making great software and we keep working with them. So yeah. it's uh, yeah, still good. Right on. Uh, do you have a favorite DJ? Uh, I always have to give this one to um, TJ Vice. And he, wow, <laughs> I, I know, and there's a really good reason for that. And he, I mean, he's, um, he's the guy who was there when I met my wife. So I, nice. I met my wife, we're both from New Zealand, mm-hmm. but we met in Las Vegas. Oh, you're kidding. And I went to, a, so DJ AM snuck me into a party uh-huh. and I met her and we didn't spend any time together, but, uh, you know two kiwis so yeah. we, we you know met each other then the um like the next night we went to out to um lavo and vice was playing and mm-hmm. shouted out new zealand and all that kind of stuff and it was like the beginning so it's kind of like you know how people have our song yeah we have our dj that's awesome vice, so. For me, a lot of time, because I know a lot of these guys personally, sure. uh, uh, personality comes into it. Yeah. And he's just like he's the nicest guy. guy you could possibly meet. So, yeah, yeah he's my favorite DJ. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Vice is great. I, I remember when he's, he, I was managing the Baker Boys and he was yeah. starting out at Power 106 and he's yeah. just the sweetest guy. Yeah, and, you know, like in terms of skills and like like love watching and all that kind of stuff, AM was the one for me. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Nice. Well, thanks for being here, man. I appreciate your uh, openness and generosity. I'm excited <laughs> to see how Pyro evolves. So, is it is it's iOS? Right now, it's iOS. Right now. Okay. And uh, yeah, we we'd never done Android before, so yeah. we just wanted to get iOS out first. Doesn't matter. It doesn't buy matter. an iPhone and buy a Pyro <laughs> and get Pyro for free. Yeah, yeah. No, we're working on it. We uh, we there's a lot of people out there with Androids. Yeah. So. yeah. Cool. Awesome, man. Well. Uh, come back let us know how it's going okay 
anytime you're uh, you're in the states cool. all right cool all right that was aj from serato hope you liked it let us know hit us up on twitter send us a comment leave us a review on itunes tell us how we're doing oh we also have a facebook page rebel radio on facebook and most importantly come back next week for more peace but since that be alive, every night is my night, nigga. It's always better when you.